bum, bum, bum. Hap, happy birthday, a great big to-do. Let's celebrate, yeah, celebrate you. So make a wish, make a wish on your special day. You're looking great, so great. Come celebrate. Happy, happy birthday from us to you. Oh, from the place, yes, from the place where dreams do come true. So here's a wish, one, two, three, four part harmony. Happy birthday, your special day, to you, yes, to you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholders Guide podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual pass holder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcements at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can uh, bring you one hell of a show. Alrighty, everybody, if this is your first show, I would like to welcome you. If this is not your first show, hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming back and giving me another listen. So, today is the day. It is October 1st. It is the anniversary of Magic Kingdom. That's right, 50 years ago, a man and a mouse opened up a theme park in Central Florida and drastically changed everything we know about Orlando. Now, now, if you went to the Magic Kingdom on October 1st, 1971, the park you went to is drastically different than the park that we have today. We are going to take a look at the rides and attractions that were there on opening day back in 1971, and we're going to take a little timeline of how we got the rides to what led us to where we are today. So sit back, relax, and well, let's go on a journey. Alrighty, so taking a look back at the opening day attractions, I found a nice little article by this very same paper that first announced Disney was coming to Orlando. That is the Orlando Sentinel. So according to them in a nice article they put out in January of this year, the Magic Kingdom rides that were there are not what we knew today. Now the first one we're going to talk about is the Mad Tea Party. Yes, that is the classic ride, both at Disneyland, Disney World, and I'm sure at several other parks, originally opened with no roof on it. Now, quickly after that, they learned that if you put anything out in the sun in Florida, it is going to be hot as hell, and just about every summer afternoon, it's going to rain on it. So, it didn't last long without the roof. Uh, two years later, in 1973, they did put a roof on it. 
other rides we got are the uh, the Grand Prix Raceway, uh, later on renamed to the Tomorrowland Speedway, the Swiss Family Treehouse, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Unfortunately, that would close down in 1998 in place for Winnie the Pooh opening up in 1999. The Jungle Cruise which has had many updates. It's currently in the middle of its uh, most recent update, uh, moving Trader Sam and his shrunken heads out of there. That's a little culturally inappropriate. Now, one I've never heard of was the Mike Fink Keelboats. Those were based off of a Davy Crockett miniseries, and they had seating for both inside uh, a cabin and on the roof of it. Now, what's unique about these is they were a free-floating boat. That means they can move around freely wherever they wanted. They were not on a track like the Liberty Boat is now. Now, those did close down at Disneyland in the mid-90s and at the Magic Kingdom in the early 2000s, but you can still see one of them on uh, the banks of Tom Sawyer's Island. Other rides we have are It's a Small World, of course, a classic known, uh, known around the world by the most iconic song ever. You had the Frontierland Shooting Arcade, the Hall of Presidents, which is constantly being updated every four to eight years, the Haunted Mansion, a, the Mickey Mouse Review, uh, which was a stage show of animatronics that no longer around, the Dumbo Ride, where the elephants may have, have changed recently, but the ride is still the same. Now, the Diamond Horseshoe Review, back in Frontierland has gone through a few different name changes. It was originally a stage show um, set in the 1970s Old West where they had a lot of song, dance, and comedy. Uh, That lasted for about 15 years where it moved to the Diamond Horseshoe Jamboree and in 2003 moved to Goofy's Country Dance and Jamboree. Other items we had in the parks, you had the Tropical Serenade. Yeah, I know, i never heard it called by that name either. You may know it now as the Enchanted Tiki Room. Well, that was not its original name. It went from the Tropical Serenade to the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, where you had other stars such as Zazu and Iago from the Disney movies. Um, unfortunately, that ride did catch on fire. They had to retheme it back to just the regular Enchanted Tiki Room, and that's how we see it today. Also on opening day, we had the Country Bear Jamboree. And if you've been to this show, you know it looks just the same as it did back in 1971. Let's see, another ride I never had a chance to go on it was the Snow White's Adventure. Now, originally, this was a show that put you in the middle of the Snow White. This was a a ride that put you in the middle of a Snow White adventure. Um, It was lost on a lot of people that you were actually Snow White. And there's a lot of things that were happening to you. Um, originally had seven different witches in the ride. Uh, it was later rethemed, and uh, it was Snow White's uh, scary adventure. And it only had six witches, but, you know, didn't last very long. And the, and the story of it did not tell, you know, did not play out very well. Now, a few other ones that we do not have anymore. We have the Skyway. It was a open basket ride. Uh, took, it would take you from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland. Now, they took this out. Uh, they were open-air baskets. Uh, the, 
seem pretty dangerous to, to kids nowadays, but of course Disney uh, redid that idea. It's now, uh, you can now see it as the Skyliner going between a few of the resorts and the parks over by in over in the middle of the Epcot and Hollywood Studios area. Now, last but not least, the one I do remember as a kid, I got the, the joy of riding it, was the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Now, this was based off the old movie, and it was about a 20-minute uh, submarine voyage where you got to basically live the movie. From everything I remember about this ride, it was incredibly hard to get on, and it was made you a little claustrophobic being in there for a little bit, but it was still a great ride. Now, if you were walking around the Magic Kingdom in 1971, that does seem like a lot to do, but not nearly as much as we have today. And starting October 2nd, 1971, changes started coming. So the uh, Liberty Square Riverboats opened October 2nd, 1971, and then you had the Tom Sawyer's Island came in May of 73. Also in 73, just later that year, you got Pirates of the Caribbean, Later, in 1975, we got both the Space Mountain and the Carousel of Progress. So a lot of work in Tomorrowland in the, in the mid-70s. Now, if you had been at the Magic Kingdom October 1st, 1971, and you were one of those 10,000 people who got to attend, things you would notice things now are a lot different. The updates and changes started coming the very next day, where the Liberty Square Riverboats opened, and... After that came the Tom Sawyer's Island. Uh, that was in May of 73. Um, also in 73, we got Pirates of the Caribbean. So all these... After Pirates came Space Mountain and the Carousel of Progress, both in January 1975. And the, t the TTA, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, uh, came in July of 75. Now, that was about it for the 70s. Um, not a lot of big things opened in the 80s, looking mainly just at Big Thunder Mountain in 1980 itself. And then a lot of movement in the 90s. The Disney decade brought us uh, Splash Mountain in July of 92, the Astro Orbiter in February of 95, the Barnstormer in October of 96, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin in 1998, that was October, uh, Winnie the Pooh, like we talked about, that was June of 99. Uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic was October of 03. Oh, I missed one. The Magic Carpets of Aladdin were May of 2001. So the Disney decade brought a lot of new rides, and uh, that, that was not it. The Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor uh, was brought to us in November of 07. Uh, the new renovation, uh, when they took the 20,000 Leagues of the Sea out, we got uh, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, uh, the Under the Sea Adventure. Uh, that was in December of 2012. Um, interesting fact, the water outside in the uh, Waterfall Grotto area, that is actually the same water that was in with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Now, uh, the last of the major uh, rides and uh, attractions brought out was the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh, that was uh, came out in May of 2014, right before I started working there. So, a lot of different, a lot of different rides have uh, come and gone. Few replacing some of the old rides, but totally different Magic Kingdom than it was in 1971. And who knows where we're going in the future. As of right now, the only thing we know is coming is the Tron Light Cycle Power Run. 
That is charted for 2022, and uh, construction continues on it right now. You can see it over there behind Sp uh, Space Mountain and the Tomorrowland uh, Speedway. And the only other thing we know right now is a major retheme of Splash Mountain. Uh, it's supposed to be getting a... We don't know if it's going to be a redo or just a skin of the Princess and the Frog or, you know, Tiana's movie. And it'd be nice to see her in the park. Hopefully we get some of uh, her good cooking to go with it. Alrighty, let's talk about the most magical celebration on Earth. That is what Disney is officially calling the 50th anniversary, the 50th birthday of Magic Kingdom. And they are pulling out all the stops to celebrate. Uh, they are decking everything out in gold, the 50th anniversary uh, color, everything from the spires on Cinderella's castle, the hand-painted lettering on the newly reopened confectionery, to golden statues that you can find around all four Disney parks. But that's not all. They have come up with about 150 different uh, what they call sips and bites, um, according to the Disney Park blogs. That is a, a new... A new look, a new culinary line that all the Disney chef and mixologists have come up with. And from what they call it, it is full of color, whimsy, and a bunch of iridescent shimmer. So I am looking forward to trying a few of those as soon as I can get back to the Disney parks. Um, in trying to get back to the Disney parks, the travel uh, sections of the around the parks are all getting updates. Uh, the monorails are getting a 50th anniversary wrap along with a new underglow to go with it. Um, now, you can also find touches of Disney magic at the Orlando International Airport where the airport monorails are decked out in 50th anniversary as well as a new plane from Southwest, all Disney-fied, which was uh, just announced this past week. Along with uh, everything outside the park, you can find new stuff inside the park. All, a lot of Disney merch has already come out and unfortunately is all selling like crazy on eBay. But, well, we recommend don't go for the resellers. Go get the real thing yourself. Um, everything from new cups to mugs to new ears. Anything you can think of with Disney can, can put a 50th anniversary logo on, they're going to do it. Now, that does include the Vault Collection, which is now at the co-op at Disney Springs. Uh, brings you a nice, you know, look and feel of the 1971 Disney merch and uh, a more modern twist on that. But it's a, it's a nice throwback to help celebrate. Now, with decorating all the stuff inside and outside the park, Disney can't forget the most important thing that makes their parks work. The cast. Now, all, every single cast member has a new 50th anniversary name tag. Disney even threw a party for the almost two dozen cast members who were still there from opening day. Now, 23 of them, they all got their uh, their they all got their anniversary statues of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, along with a special 50th anniversary name tag for them to wear around the parks. Now, we would like to thank them for being here and making the magic for so long.
let's take a look around all the parks here in Central Florida. We're starting at SeaWorld. They are doing their promotion for a buy a day, eat for free. This was uh, this promotion did end last week. It was extended. So if you can nab your tickets and go through this Sunday, the 3rd, uh, you, you can eat up to one full meal every hour that you're in the park. Uh, SeaWorld's also running their Hallow Scream event now through October 31st, tickets starting at $41.99. I had my first friend go and they looked like they had a blast. Looking at their map, there is the special entrance normally reserved for, you know, school field trips and, and other big events. Uh, that takes you to, well, you might say the back section of the park, uh, the Hallow Scream event wraps around where the new icebreaker coaster is going to be starting early next year um, around Shamu Stadium to the back section uh, near their new water ride and over in the Mako section of the park. So it does look like that is separated from the rest of the event. Uh, SeaWorld's doing their trick-or-treating for the, ki uh, the young kids. Uh, as well, that's just in the other section of the park. That way, you know, little kiddos aren't going to be too scared. Now... Uh, Hollow Scream is offering a unlimited ticket for uh, $199.99, and that gets you unlimited access to all of their events, which is running through October 31st. For the most part, it is Thursday through Sunday only. SeaWorld has also extended their craft beer festival through October 31st, so through Halloween. So if you wanted to go partake in a few of their specialty uh, drinks, craft beers, you can do that uh, right before or even during that Hollow Scream event. Now, SeaWorld's sister park, Aquatica, is also running a half-off special uh, through this Sunday. Oh, so you can basically, you know... Uh, Go two for the price of one and enjoy their new dueling um, water slide. It is a tube ride for uh, multiple people and the tallest in the state of Florida. I do believe it might even be the tallest in the U.S. I, don't quote me on that one. Now, switching over to Universal, not a lot is going on besides one of the greatest Halloween events ever, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, I did have a chance to check that out. It is spooktacular. It is amazing. Like always, Universal knows how to scare everybody. Uh, I was able to hit half the houses and their major show, the Nightmare Fuel Show, all recommended. And I sadly missed all the food items. Too busy trying to get through all the haunted houses as fast as I can. But... The Death Eaters have been spotted in Hogsmeade. That's right. So now, th uh, once dusk hits through the park close, we are doing the Dark Arts Projection Show at Islands of Adventure. And in between those shows, you can even duel with Death Eaters. Now, Universal's also announced that coming in January, uh, the 28th and 29th to be exact, they are doing the Rock the Universe. That is a Christian rock tour going on from 4 p.m. till 1 a.m. each night. It uh, is included with regular park admission. I believe it's there at the soundstage right by uh, the Rip Ride Rocket roller coaster. Now, besides the most magical celebration on Earth, a lot is going on at the Disney parks. At Epcot, they've had their new har uh, harmonious fireworks show start this past week. Uh, they have the 
uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, officially opening today, October 1st, as well as the drummers in the Jap uh, Japan Pavilion restarted their performances. Uh, coming up, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Cosmic Rewind has officially been said that it will be here in 2022. We don't know if, you know, they, they haven't told us which season it may be in. I have a feeling it'll be here before the summer. Um, but, you know, don't quote me on that one. Uh, they've also announced their Candlelight Processional will come back. Uh, that'll be starting November 26th, probably right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> running through the end of the year. Uh, no idea who is uh, going to guest host this year. I have a feeling some of the big favorites will be back, such as no, such as Whoopi Goldberg and hopefully uh, NPH Neil Patrick Harris. You know, he's always a big one to be seen there at the Candlelight Processional. Last night at the Magic Kingdom, their new fireworks show called Disney Enchantment has started. It was uh, kind of a test run right before the, the official start of the 50th anniversary celebration. The, you have four dessert parties that can go along with that. The first one, um, the cheapest one, being a reserve spot on the grass in the main central hub there in front of Cinderella's castle. Uh, the upgrade from that is the Tomorrowland Terrace uh, dessert party where you get, you know, actual seating in a covered area just in case uh, Mother Nature decides to uh, get you a little wet. Uh, next tier up from that is actually outside the park and it is at the California Grill where you get a more upscale menu drinks to go along with that you watch the fireworks out there on their terrace and then head back in for more of their delicious food dress code does apply for that one or if you don't care about the dress code want to get even closer they are still doing the dessert party on the ferry boat so that is always another option and a very easy way to get out of the parks as soon as fireworks are over you're already on a boat heading back to the ticket transportation center trying to get out of there before the mad rush now other things at um, the magic kingdom uh, right before the uh, right before the 50th anniversary celebration starting today the confectionery reopened i did mention they were hand painting the gold lettering uh, just the other day and as uh, opened right here in right before the new fireworks show they have also uh, announced that the disney's coco is going to be added to uh, Mickey's Philhar Magic that is going to start taking place on November 12th. Bouncing over to Hollywood Studios, the big news there is Rise of the Resistance no longer has a virtual queue. So the first day of that, first thing in the morning, that line soared to almost four hours long. Now, I did check in. By the end of the day, it was right over an hour. So you can guess for the most day, you're probably looking an hour to two hour unless you want to be the first one of the day, which that line may go up to three to four hours. Uh, all the news from uh, Hollywood Studios, the Galactic Star Cruiser has an official opening date. It will be opening up on March 1st, 2022, just in time for my birthday or right after my birthday. Uh, those reservations start the end of this month on October 28th. So I wish I could get in line for that. That's maybe a little outside my budget, but you know what? It's on, on the bucket list. Someday I will do it. Other big news at Hollywood Studios, the Indiana Jones stunt show has started rehiring their cast and and starting their rehearsal uh, hopefully that show will be back open soon it is one of my favorites
Now, over at Animal Kingdom, the we did have the birth of a new baby rhino on September 8th, and that is uh, big news. They started filming him and bouncing all around, being full of energy uh, about the next week, so hopefully, you know, soon we'll get him out on safari. Uh, other big news, the Finding Nemo uh, show, which has been closed since the start of the pandemic, is coming back, but it's coming back reimagined. Uh, they have announced that two of the uh, the main songs, like uh, Big Blue World, and um, those will be coming back, but the rest of the show will be reimagined. And, you know, it hasn't had an update since Finding Dory came out, so something tells me those songs are going to get mixed in. Uh, now, General Disney News, new Magic Bands have been announced. Uh, it is the Magic Band Plus system. Uh, they're going to have light-up LEDs and a vibration feature and will be more interactive throughout the park. Supposedly, you're going to be able to do things around the 50th anniversary uh, statues, the Fab 50 collection, and uh, they should be lighting up like the, like the ears they used to sell uh, that would... Uh, glow to the show uh the magic bands are supposed to do that from now on so uh that is just about everything you can find more on the facebook page the pass holders guide podcast at facebook.com make sure to give us a like follow and subscribe there and i'll get more news to you as fast as i can This episode's tips, tricks, or secrets is going to be a tip, and it's going to be a bit of a long one. It's a uh, the tip for you is take a staycation. Being a pass holder is very easy to go for you know a couple hours, a half day, a whole day. But when was the last time you stayed there? You know, spent multiple days doing tons of fun stuff. My recommendation is take a staycation, stay there on property, and get the full effect of it. Now, I can tell you this from personal experience, having just had done a staycation uh, at the Universal Resort, where we stayed at Cabana Bay and spent a day over at Volcano Bay. And I have to tell you a, a bit of a review of Cabana Bay. I absolutely loved it. From the blue terrazzo floor, uh, the blue bedspreads, the blue shower curtain, the blue theming over all over uh, the Americana section at uh, Cabana Bay. The entire stay was a blast. So we checked in on a Friday, you know, kind of just took it easy, chilled in our hotel room, and Saturday, spent it by the pool. You know, joined up with some family, sat back, relaxed, enjoyed their, their, their second pool, which has a lazy river right there by it, and it was a little bit different from their main pool. Unfortunately, I did not get to uh, hit their main pool, but it, it looked like it had one heck of a water slide to go along with it. But it was a very nice, relaxing time. It was right there outside of their cafeteria um, where the food there was excellent. I had no problem going there for you know any or every one of my meals. Uh, breakfast was great. Lunch was delicious, and dinner was amazing. Now, the perks of Cabana Bay and, well, being a pass holder is you get early access to their water park, Volcano Bay, which was right next door. It literally, I, my hotel room was right above the gate to walk there. 
It was a short five-minute walk, breezed right through security, no lines right up front, and this was my first visit to Volcano Bay. So everything I can tell you there, it was awesome. Now, we did splurge. We got the family cabana. We had a, a very large group, and it was worth every red cent that it cost. Now, we big shout-out to Cabana Man Sam. He was an amazing host. He got us everything we want, even went above and beyond and got my daughter a snack that was not normally offered inside the park. So uh, the staff there bent over backwards for us. We appreciated every moment of it. Sam, you are the man. I hope you get to hear this. Now, as far as the rides on there, I <laughs> did not get to spend a lot of time there. Most of my time was spent was spent in the kitty area, uh, watching my daughter splish splash and have her you know have a blast. But the few things I did get to do was the Adventure River, which was you know. I call it the crazy river. You have the lazy river and a crazy river, which has a very strong current. Life jackets are required uh, because that current will take you and push you around. We easily did three laps in it in about 20 minutes, and oh my god, it was fun. The other big ride I got to do was their water coaster, which was a blast. They typically a roller coaster, you know, you go up your first hill. Then every hill after that is a little bit smaller. You don't go up higher than the original lift. Well, that's not the case on this one. So you go down your drop and the water jets pushing you up, up, up. You go up higher than the original drop. And there was a bunch of different tube sections that, you know, you, you would take around, get to the next drop. And a few of those drops, uh, you got a little bit of air coming up on the other side. So uh, that was a thrill, not something I've experienced at any other water coaster. But then again, I've only other been on one, and that was on a cruise ship, so I don't think they could do quite as much as Volcano Bay did. Now, there will be more trips to Volcano Bay um, on the horizon. I have to check out the other half of the park, but I did not get to see. Oh, darn. I just have to go back and do it again. Oh, I almost forgot. The Tapu Tapu system at Volcano Bay is worth it. So the great thing about the cabanas is it comes with your own Tapu Tapu station. Uh, you can choose any of the rides that are available. Now, in this case, the water coaster, when we hit, uh, were able to access it, was at about an hour and 20 minute wait. Um, that was no problem for us. We went and did other things, uh, did our little Tapu Tapu and got a uh, vibration notification as long as as well as a countdown uh, to the time it was on you know our time to return now that was worth it at the uh, throughout the rest of the day that line did get up to about a three hour wait um, but you don't have to stand in that line you come back at your designated time and that is your time now it does seem like this is the model that Disney has gone to with their new Genie Plus service is you can pick one ride at a time. It'll tell you your time to come back. And then after that ride is complete, you get to choose another. So, you know, um, Universal does come up with some good stuff that Disney has to copy. And this is one of those things. I have to say that the Tapu Tapu system is well worth it and it's a little strange at first wearing this big uh you know basically it's a you know almost a smartwatch but props to universal it was a good uh, such a good idea that disney had to steal it from him
Alrighty, guys, we are back with another story time. We have a returning guest here. His name is Jay. He is a both a former cast member and a former team member and has seen a few things and some years of theme park working. So, uh, Jay, I leave the floor to you again. When I say story time, what do you think? Story time today will be uh, a nice, wonderful story at Disney uh, back when uh, Fast Pass Plus was integrated into uh, the attraction's uh, actual rotation. Instead of having a separate Fast Pass Plus team, uh, Adventureland Liberty Square absorbed Fast Pass Plus into their rotations. I was currently working at the Liberty Bell Riverboat. Love that attraction. I love that boat. Absolutely amazing. Um, unfortunately, since we absorbed uh, fast pass plus into our rotation it kind of left a lot of us spread out uh the riverboat only has three positions normally and then i don't know where they added several more with having us go all the way up to the breezeway which is on the border of Frontierland and liberty square so that's a, a bit of a distance when it came to the you know our boat which we were just so used to going straight to our boat um and since we integrated the fast pass team they were all being trained in attractions so it left us to where most of the time we only had one cast member in that entire breezeway for four different machines with a new system. And you know how guests are when it comes to the new system. Oh, it's not working on my phone. It's, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Help, help, help. I have no idea what I'm doing. And they instantly, with the heat added, all the people around them, they're instantly angry. So here I am at the kiosks by myself in this breezeway. Mind you, everybody is coming back and forth through there because it's a hallway. It's a breezeway. There's people constantly traveling. And I'm trying to keep a line on one side of the breezeway, which is most likely the Liberty Square side, to try and be able to disperse the families to each machine evenly, You know, make sure everything's fair and stuff like that. It's working pretty well. Like I would stand in the middle, walk around, help them when they had questions. And then when I saw a machine open, I'd be like, next family right up here. For the most part, it worked until I saw this gentleman who was standing behind a family. And I knew that they weren't with them because he wasn't there before and stuff like that. And you could tell he was kind of just waiting for the machine. I walked to him and I said, excuse me, sir. I'm like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, I'm just waiting to use the fast pass machine. And I'm like, all right, sir, I completely understand. Unfortunately, there is a line for all of these kiosks. The line is right over here. Uh, you just join the line and I send you to each machine that becomes available, sort of like a self-checkout kind of thing, like at Walmart, if you want to think of it that way. Um, he looked at me dead in the eye and he said, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to wait for this machine. And I said, that's perfectly fine. I will give you this machine when it's your turn. I have an entire line of people waiting, families that have been waiting. I can't just let you skip all of them like that i mean someone will notice they'll say something and it's completely fair you know they have the right to say something they've been waiting um he proceeds to just like brush me off like no i'm gonna stay right here and i say all right sir i'm i apologize but unfortunately you know there's i, I can't let you do this so once the family left i stood in front of the machine and he's like, get out of my way. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. You have to wait in the line. And I wave for the next family who is waiting in line to come forward to the machine. That's when he proceeds to get in my face as a way to, I believe, trying to intimidate me. Now, working at Disney, you, you get people trying to intimidate you every single day. They, they think we're robots and we're going to do whatever they say. If you're doing it their you. way or the highway, it's exactly. not how it works. Exactly. It's not. We're still human beings. Like, I mean, for goodness sake, common sense. If you're nice to me, I'll do things for you. If you treat me like crap, I'm going to treat you like crap. And he got in my face and he's like, get out of my way. 
I'm like, sir, I'm like, sorry. You know, I'm still trying to be polite. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. I can't let you do this. The family's coming up. Please just get in line. The line's rather quick and stuff like that. I'm also here to assist them to speed up the process. And then he socks me right in the jaw. <laughs> uh, knocks over my hat and stuff like that. I mean, I still stand there. I took the punch. I was more in shock than anything. Like, wow, did he, he really punched me? What did he think was going to happen from this punch? And I got back in his face and I looked at him and I was like, is that all? His wife comes up and he's like, she's like, David, what's wrong with you? You freaking idiot. I can't believe you did that. You just hit him. How in the world can you do that? And he's like, he looks at me like that didn't make me like, you know, stand down. And I'm like, no, I'm like a punch to the face. That's all you're going to do. Like that's, that's only going to make me mad. Like I was upset before and now you've made me mad. So now you're definitely not going to get your way. And she gets in between us and she's like, I'm so sorry. Please don't press charges or anything like that. And I was like, it's fine, ma'am. Just keep your dog on a tighter leash next time. And he just gives me this look and I'm like, what? You can't say anything. You literally assaulted me. I, if I wanted to, I could just call the cops and I'd be like, this man assaulted me. I mean, granted where I was at, trying to reach someone because for some reason as grand a company as disney is the cops very, all stay at the front of the park the cops stay at the front of the park and they're also very behind when it comes to t- technology reaching your superiors um unlike where universal universal has radios at every one of their positions they can reach someone quickly for disney i had to go behind this door in a hallway where i'm completely unseen so the guests could have ran away at any moment, Gotta I had get off to stage. Yeah, exactly. I had to call a hub, tell them to call my coordinator or to page them. Hope to God my coordinator listens to the page, and then calls me back or shows up. By that time, they're gone. So there was no point in me saying, "Wait right there, I'm going to call." You know, my manager. No, I know for a fact. Working there for years, no one's going to show up in time. It's not going to happen. So I took it upon myself to just stand in front of the guest, hold my hold my ground, tell them you're not getting this machine. I don't care what you do. You hit me. I'm still here. I didn't even hit the floor. The only thing that hit the floor was my hat. And he walked away and his wife was apologizing and stuff like that. And I was like, whatever. The family that I signaled up, they came up. He, uh, the gentleman gave me my hat. He said, man, you took that hit like a champ. And I was like, yep, now I'm going to go get some ice because that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So these guys are potentially getting a lifetime ban, a night or two in jail, you know, criminal charges for a fast pass. For a fast pass. Exactly. Which, I mean, I understand you'll skip the line, but it's you're only skipped the line three times. <laughs> You know, three- and now you're going to have to pay for to skip that line. And now you're going to have to pay for it, which honestly... But- I'm happy. I'm happy with that. That is perfectly fine. Oh, well, we'll, we'll bring that up on another time. That That's something else for story, you know, besides Absolutely. story time. But uh, Jay, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, anybody, I want to hear from everybody. I go to the theme parks. I pass out uh, little business cards. I w- if you guys know a cast member, a team member, an ambassador, I want to hear their stories. It's stuff like this that you don't think would happen, but you know, any kind of theme park worker, they are assaulted, they are spit upon, they are cursed at, and this is what they deal with, unfortunately, on a, on a daily basis. Uh, you would think people would be better at the uh, most magical place on earth, but it happens everywhere. So, Jay, thanks for your story. 
No, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna have to get together and uh, you know, get you on a full a full episode. Uh, pick your brain about your time at at the parks. Oh, absolutely. I have tons of stories and I have tons of ideas. Just go ahead, ask questions, and we'll have a conversation. Oh yes, <laughs> thank you very much. Alrighty, everybody. I have teased it on the last couple shows, but it is time for that giveaway. So this giveaway is a two-parter. The first part is a Disney's uh, 50th anniversary uh, Mickey Mouse Funko Pop. And the second part is a book, a little uh, secrets and stories of the the hidden secrets and stories of Walt Disney World, including 500 stories and over 400 photos. So to be eligible for this drawing, you have one thing to do. You got to go to the Facebook page, share the 10th uh, the 10th episode uh, announcement, and tag three friends. So both you and the three people you tag are all going to going to be entered for this drawing and the more people you tag the more chances that somebody you know is going to win it now let's uh the whole point of this is to get the show out there trying to you know trying to build a base trying to let everybody i can know about this show all my tips tri- tips tricks and secrets and i just want everybody to know so get all your friends they can tag you back uh anybody tagged uh, and anybody who shares and is tagged gets an, uh, an entry. Doesn't matter if you're uh, one of my close friends and one of my close family, one of my distant family, or anybody. Every, everybody is eligible. And we're going to uh, have this contest go through October 14th. Uh, we're going to pick a winner around 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure all your entries are in by then. And well, here's the catch. I'm not going to tell anybody on the Facebook page what it is. You have the added bonus of knowing what the prize is by listening to the show. So tell your friends to listen to the show and to share that announcement, and we'll see who wins. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.